You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast. We are your hosts, Evie McLeod and Lindsay Roman. Hello, my friend, and welcome back to the podcast. This is about to be such a sweet and life-changing episode. I have a couple questions for you. Have you ever felt pressure from other people's opinions, like this crippling fear from having eyes on you, whether through social media or just people in your life around you watching and judging, or at least it feels like they're judging, right? Well, if you've ever felt that struggle and pressure, today's guest is such a special treat for all of us. We get to talk with the beautiful Bella Rob Mayo. If you're not already familiar with her, Bella is a creative artist and poet. Her first book titled My Greenhouse was released in September of 2021. Bella grew up in the spotlight on the hit reality show, Duck Dynasty, and her main platform now is Instagram, where she shares her love of art, travel, photography, fitness, and domestic living with her many followers. She and her husband, Jacob Mayo, got married in June of this past year, and they now live in Louisiana and run an online vintage clothing store, General.Vintage, that has over 10,000 loyal followers and hundreds of happy shoppers. In today's powerful conversation, we talked with Bella about staying true to yourself in the public eye, how to stand firm in your faith when people are watching, what it was like growing up in the limelight on a hit reality TV show, and how to handle hate comments and other people's opinions of you. This episode is just packed full of goodness and rich with truth and helpful information for navigating an online presence in today's day and age. If you are ready to get blessed by the sweetest girl around, then let's get started with Bella Rob Mayo. You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast with Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman, two photographers turned entrepreneurs and founders of the Heart University. If you're a creative entrepreneur or a motivated dreamer wanting to make the most of your life, this podcast is for you. Each week, Evie and Lindsay bring you actionable tools to uplevel your business and life. So if you're ready to step up to the plate and pursue your God-given potential, you're in the right place. You're ready to live your life and run your business to its fullest? Then buckle up, because here are your hosts, Evie and Lindsay. Bella, welcome to the show. We are just so stoked and happy to have you on. Hello. It's so good to meet y'all virtually. Yes. yes. Oh my gosh. We are excited for this girl chat. We're just going to jam and I'm I'm excited. I know Evie's excited. I oh yeah. Stoked out of yeah. my mind. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Well, so for anybody that might not know who you are, you are the youngest daughter of Willie and Corey Robertson, stars of the hit reality TV show, Duck Dynasty. And you've also had just a crazy past year in like <laughs> in the year that we've recorded this. So, or that we are recording this, you got married, you published a book of poetry called My Greenhouse, and you've just been like moving and grooving. And we are stoked to chat about all the things with you. So I guess to start off, I get, let's like back up. And I would love to know what was it like growing up with your family, having a TV show that was so popular? Cause that's just like not something that a lot of people do. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. It was really crazy because actually we filmed our pilot episode when I was eight years old. Wow. I honestly, like my sister was, um, I think she was in eighth grade when we filmed it, but the show probably aired when she was a freshman and I was like probably in the fourth grade, I think. And for her, I think it was really hard um, because in high school, I think people just have a lot of different opinions. And Mm, in high school for her, it was more like everyone, no one wanted to be friends with her because she was on the show. And like for me, all my friends thought it was like the coolest thing ever. You know, (laughs) like I loved it. I was like having the best time. I didn't think anything of it. It was just what we did. 
And I um, ended up having to miss like a ton of school because of it. Um, And so it was like so funny because like in the fourth grade, I was telling my friends at school, like, I got to go. I have hair and makeup. Um, (laughs) Like leave school. And um, I just remember thinking like nothing of it. Like it was so normal for me to just skip school to go film or get my hair and makeup done or whatever, you know. And um, so I never really dealt with, um, I feel like that at first, it was always just normal for me. And then the show ended when I was, um, I think our last episode we filmed, I was like 13 or 14, maybe. I was probably just turned 14 or so. And so I don't feel like I ever had to deal with the pressures of the TV show. But I think the aftermath was kind of more so um, hard, I guess. Yeah. Do you want to expand a little bit on like, what do you mean by the aftermath? Like when the show ended, like, so my parents had my um, social media accounts private, obviously when I was a kid. So when I was like 14. As they should. Children. (laughs) Good parents. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's another thing. I literally was totally growing up in the whole Instagram Snapchat, everything. I got, I looked the other day, you can see now when you got Instagram. And my Instagram account was created when I was nine years old. Wow. wow. And so I literally have had it as long as I can remember, you know? And mm. um, then uh, I guess when I was 14 or so, right when the show ended, I decided to go public on Instagram. And I didn't really think anything of that. I probably had a thousand followers before. And I hit public on Instagram and my whole phone crashed. And that next morning, I had almost 200,000 followers. Oh, my gosh. It's like everyone was waiting. It was all the requests that all of a sudden were accepted. (gasps) Oh, like the requests over the years of filming the show and them like finding you? Yep. So all those requests have been building up. So like I never had seen, I had just seen that I had a lot of requests. But I mean, I couldn't get to the end of it. So I didn't know how many there were. And then I um, I went public and literally within two days, I had almost 200,000 followers. And from then on, I feel like um, things just got crazy. I mean, I, just, I mean, it was one of those things like now I'm in high school and now no one wants to be my friend because I'm this way or whatever. Right. And like, it wasn't that as much like people didn't want to be my friend, but it was more so like the pressure of like, no one wanted to seem like they were trying to be my friend because yeah. of whatever. So then they mm-hmm. wouldn't talk to me, you know, yeah. and I fell into that. Like, okay, now everyone who actually does want to be my friend doesn't want to act like they want to be my friend. So they don't talk to me, you yeah. know, and like I dealt with that a lot. And then actually my freshman year, I ended up leaving school and I wanted to do completely online because I didn't really want to go to school anymore. And after that, I just, um, Honestly, I just worked on school and did Instagram and like I fell in love with just like posting on Instagram and I found so much more like I didn't have that pressure of like all these kids at school like wanting me to act a certain way. Mm. And after that, I feel like it got a lot easier because at school it was just like no one wanted me to be extra, you know, so like no one wanted me to have anything extra that they don't have or whatever. So it was like I couldn't post on Instagram like a picture of just myself because that's weird. Like why would you do that, you know? And Uh so once I dropped out of school and started doing online school, I just got to like really dive into my creativity and like start to do art and like what I really wanted to do. I was writing poetry and doing art and like no one at school did that, you know? 
And I feel like that's when everything kind of changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. I can't even imagine though that overnight feeling of... Well, there's like, <laughs> what's the phrase? Like success is an overnight. Not that that's... Not, follower count necessarily isn't success yeah. in nature, but like... Yeah. Like that, that's literally like, not not that you weren't necessarily famous before, but you had that protective bubble of like the, the, uh, request, like the setting in Instagram. And no one knew, you know, like no one at school knew that I had a lot of, everyone just thought I had normal followers, you know? And then all of a sudden the next day I was like, I had all these followers and like my parents, I think just did a really, really good job about like teaching us, like not to like read the comments from other people or like my mom would always tell us like just don't read your messages like there's no reason to read any of them there's some most will be nice but even if they are those people don't know you and like there's no point in reading them because when you come across a bad one it's going to hurt more than any of the like good ones because you don't know them you know and so my mom always pushed us just like not to read our comments or check our messages and I think that protected us from a lot there's still a lot of I mean there's still a ton of just like comments that are frustrating and like a lot of like I guess misunderstanding like it just feels like when people comment certain things about you like how like what how do you even know that like you don't know that you don't know me you know Mm -hmm. Um, but over time I think it just um I had to really realize like I had to stand my ground I guess like I know who I am. My family knows who I am. Like the Lord knows who I am. And like, that's enough for me, you know? Yeah. Oh, that's a word. Okay. <laughs> Get off or go off. Like, I, I, I mean, this kind of almost dives into like what we're talking about today of just like navigating people's opinions of you. And even like when you have a platform and even, or even if you don't have a platform for anybody that's listening, that's like, well, I don't have that many followers. Okay. Yeah. It's like, it still hurts exactly what you're saying, Bella, of just like, you can have a million beautiful, wonderful comments that are re- like singing your praises, and then one that's like, um, "You could do better." And it's like, yeah. okay, that that why 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 could I do better? Okay, well, it's like, it's like yeah. you just focus on that one. <laughs> well, I will say too, like I don't know, I have some pretty awesome followers, I think. And um, at first, for a while, like my sister would always be like, "How do you get no negative comments?" in all of her posts. (laughs) My sister would, every post she posted, it was just like roasting her about everything. And like, no one did that to me for a long time, which maybe it was because I was young, maybe it was because I didn't really post anything crazy. You know, I just posted my everyday life, but I really didn't like have to go through that. And I'm really, really thankful. I feel very blessed um, that I didn't. And then I remember the first ever time I posted these like, photo shoot I did with my sister and I was 15 and I posted these pictures uh that my sister took of me and all three pictures I posted I got like four comments five comments that said why do you look high in every picture your eyes are your eyes are so like whatever like I don't know what it was they were saying like my eyes were so closed like why do I close my eyes I look like I'm high and I was like what and like all these pictures that I posted before, I never got a negative comment, especially about my appearance. And then all of a sudden, it was like all these comments, like, um, you look so weird. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, so taken back. I was like, what? Like, 
why are you treating me so rude to me? Yeah. And like, I did not post a lot of like pictures of myself for a while after that. I like kind of mm. just straight away from just figuring out like what that means for me, you know? And yeah. I think over time, I just realized like the same thing I just said, like, it really is all about the people who actually know you and like no one who actually knows me says that about me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think it also, I mean, it reflects, I think this is like a common saying, but it it says everything about them and nothing about you. You know, the fact that mm-hmm. somebody would take the time to comment on somebody about a like, appearance online. Yeah, like somebody else's life or decisions or appearances online. Like, yes, social media and a lot of our, you know, media sources today are amazing and amazing tools because we can build connections and community and relationships and, you know, all of that through the online platforms. But at the same time, you don't actually know that person the way that like a friend would in real life who goes through, you know, you're only seeing bits and pieces. And the person who feels that need or desire or urge to comment something super hateful or negative or critical, it it reflects on them and not on you. Um, but Bella, like, is that something... I mean, I'm sure as you've continued to like grow and, you know, mature in life and move on and all this stuff, do you still get some of those like, I don't know, trolls who come for you? And if so, like, how do you handle it? Like, what is your go-to? Do you just totally ignore them? Do you, you know, I guess for the, because that's a common question. That's a common issue that I think people either worry about that they're going to get it or they're currently like receiving negative comments and they want to know like, how do I handle this? So what have, what have you figured out? Well, I will say like, I do believe that one reason that I haven't received as many hateful comments as like my sister has. Um, I do think it's because I don't share as much of my life on social media. I do kind of keep a big amount of private life Mm -hmm. and um, I share what I want to, you know, and I have very much like, kept the same I guess amount of self I've shown on social media I think that I have always been more like uh I'm not gonna show where I am every day like I might take this picture and post it later if I'm wherever because I just don't really love to show exactly where I am at any time and I just have not been a person who's really wanted like my whole life on Instagram and I've said before on social media like I know a lot of people say like this shouldn't be a highlight reel but for me like I'm going to go ahead and tell you this is a highlight reel because I don't really want to share my personal life. Like, I don't believe that my personal everyday struggles are meant to be shared on social media. Like, I'm going to share these with people close to me in my everyday life. And I'm not going to come on here and, like, lend myself to be blasted on it, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, I was just going to say I love that you actually said that because I think that isn't actually talked about enough. I think there's a lot of talk about, especially like, I mean, we're like business and marketing, but we also talk about lifestyle on the show. But like Mm -hmm. a lot of our audiences is business owners and a good way to grow your personal brand or your business is to share like your personality in in an aspect. But I think the the other flip side of that is like every single person has the control and the the boundary line of saying, no, you know what? I'm going to stick a line in the sand right there and say that is a personal boundary for me and I'm not going to cross that. Mm -hmm. And that's where I'm personally going to thrive and be happy. And like, you don't have to like bury your soul on Instagram. So I really love that you said that. And I do think that's like a big reason that like Instagram really hasn't been like a problem for me. Yeah. It's truly because like 
I have always just had this mentality that like, you don't get every single last bit of me. Like, I'm not going to share my every intimate detail with you. You know, like this is like, and the thing is, is like, I don't want anyone to look at my Instagram and think like she's perfect all the time. But I also mm. don't want to share my unperfect things all the time. So I think just like being honest. And I think that's yeah. something I've always been like, I've always like said on social media publicly, like this is a highlight reel. Like I'm not yeah. saying it's not a highlight reel. Um, it is, it is yeah. a highlight reel and I'm not gonna, but I'm not doing it in a malicious way for you to think my life is perfect. I'm going to tell you like, my life is not perfect, but I'm not going to share that with you, you know? Yeah. yeah. So I think that's helped a lot. Um, and then one thing me and I guess Lindsay were talking about was um, I was, I did get married this past year. And I think that was probably the biggest amount of critical comments I've ever had to deal with because that was something in my life that I've shared publicly um, with everyone was me getting engaged and getting married. And um, I am 19. So I got married when I was just about to turn 19. I was 18. And right when I got engaged, um, I was so excited about it and everything. And I posted that we got engaged. And this all of a sudden it hit like every single comment was like, you're getting engaged at 18. You're getting married at 18. This is sick. This is disgusting. Like, wow. I, w- I want to call the police. This makes me want to throw up. Like, wow. this is child, whatever, all this stuff. Like, half the comments were like, this makes me sick. <gasps> and, like, that was one of the hardest things ever. And so, Jacob, my husband, is 22 now. So, when we got married. It's not even, we like, the age gap is that. <laughs> 18 and 21. Yeah. It was not that crazy. Um, But my parents got married at 18. My grandparents got married at 18. My brother got married oh, at 18. Like, that's this beautiful. is no no different to me. I mean, right. I didn't think anything of it when we got engaged. You know, my parents didn't think anything of it. They got married at 18. So I think that's one thing that I think just didn't come. It was a misunderstanding, you know, like most, I think, cultures these days are not, don't have that. But where I live, that's not too far off. And like, yeah, my family and everything. So that was a big, like, that was a big one for me. Yeah. Well, I think there's, I mean, so much to be said for when you're raised in, you know, a pretty healthy family environment and your parents, you know, have taught you a lot in like, you know, responsibility and, you know, just all the things where you are, I I think you can be way more mature at 18 than you can be at 25. And I think a lot of our culture doesn't get that. And like it's it is shocking to a lot of people that mm-hmm. someone would even consider you know getting married at and 18 I say it all the time like there are 18 year olds I know that I'm like you could not be married like yeah you, not need right. to be married. you know yeah. like my uh my own brother like when he was 18 I would have been like no we were 18 at the same time and I was like you do not need to be married but I can be married it's, That's just, funny. it's just different you know yeah and yeah. I think it really depends on the person like who you yes. are how you're raised how you've been like it just I think it depends on the person and it also depends on the person you're with um and that was another thing too I think that just got like it was also one of these things I just think got blown up um I don't know if y'all knew about this um before had like looked into any of it but when I got married the day I got married People Magazine had like the rights to my photos before I posted and everything and so um 
the day I got married, People Magazine posted our photo with the caption that said, Bella Robertson, 18, gets married, or whatever. Um, like, that was the title? Make a comment about being, me being really young. So, like, oh. they, like, made that kind of the headline of it, like, that I was really young. And yeah. it, um, the comments, like, all the posts around it were of, like, super famous people, like Kendall Jenner and Kim Kardashian, all this stuff. And they had, like, 20 comments. And the, my post had, like, hundreds of comments. And the comments were ridiculous. I mean, like, oh. they were so bad that People Magazine went back and changed their caption. Wow. She's just saying Bella Robertson gets married on June 5th. I, That's all it says because it was crazy. I almost think there's like a, I, I, not to get like spicy or like <laughs> culturally commentary-ish, but I feel like the, it, it digs to the heart of like people think that it's like too young to get married because marriage, I think over time has been pushed back to be like older mm-hmm. and older. But I think it's because it's like, it's viewed down upon a little bit more in culture. I think it's like, oh, like live your life. You're like independence, your single womanhood, like very like in that vein of yeah. like a selfish, not even selfish, but just like as like self identifying, like that's becoming like the lens of society is like more focusing on ourself versus like us. Yeah being connected or together with another person, which is more biblical than obviously like society uh, is mm-hmm. focusing on. And I think that probably pushes people's mindsets to be like, oh, 18 and you're going to like slave yourself away to a man. And it's like, uh, <laughs> yeah. no. Like that's- and half the comments they were like, oh, we'll see this lasting a year. Oh, yeah. uh, call yeah. me in five years when I win this bet or whatever. Like that's all this so stuff. And I think I will say, like, being married at 18 is not easy. Like, it's not easy because yeah. we are still growing up. We are still learning. And, like, mm-hmm. we are still figuring everything out. And, like, we're not, like, we are in the height of our youth, you know. It's not like we're, like, 40 and we've been, we've known each other forever. We've known, you know, like, we've been together mm-hmm. for, I guess, two years now. And so it's not always easy. But I do think, like, it is worth it. And like, this is exactly what I wanted. And like, I totally believe that like the way we've done it is like, I believe that God's behind us in it all. And I think that because we've like really like leaned into him and pressed into him, I think that we have that strength to like move forward. And I don't know if every single person getting married at 18 is a great idea, but I do think that like when you push through and you um, like bring God through it with you, the whole time, I think that it can be really beautiful. Yeah. Well, I think that's just, you just hit the nail on the head, Bella. Like that's the root of all of this is any life decision, any business decision, any, like literally anything that you're doing, when you are aligned with the Father, when you are, you know, listening and in tune to His voice and to His Holy Spirit and, you know, to what He is saying for your life and where He is directing you, whether it's getting married younger or older than what culture expects, or, you know, it's starting a business and skipping college or whatever. Like when you are at the feet of Jesus, like following him, then what does it matter what people say? Like it, it's about you following God's path for your life. And you know, like you just said, Bella, like, yeah, it's challenging. Marriage is, you know, takes effort and you're still growing up and, you know, all of that. But 
you know God's behind you and that's everything that you need to know. Like that's all that you need to have in your corner. And all of those comments and all of those people can just be blessed by Jesus in the name of Jesus <laughs> to mind their own business. <laughs> yes. And I think too, like you said about other people dealing with comments, like I think I will say it just like the one thing that I have to say is like it gets easier over time. And mm-hmm. like when all these comments came when we got engaged, like, I mean, it did not mean a thing to me. I was like, okay, yeah, that's crazy. This is the craziest judgment I've ever dealt with. But I just scrolled right past it. It did not mean a thing to me. But my husband, who was my fiance at the time, had never, ever dealt with anything like that. And mm-hmm. like, it hurt him bad. Like, he was like really shook up by like, could not believe these people were saying this stuff about him. Because a lot of people were going at him saying he was a child whatever you know predator he was grooming me and all this creepy stuff you know and like he wanted to like fight back to them and comment back and say all this stuff I was like no 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 no." like seriously babe like this is not like these people don't know you they don't know me they don't know anything about us like I think that and now I mean he could care less if anything came by now so I think that is as hard as it is to like realize in the moment it does get a lot easier over time and as you really like tell yourself like these people don't know me that's what I always go back to like Mm. if someone doesn't know you how could they even say and I have to say the same thing about people saying nice comments about me too like so many people sometimes have comment and are like you're so beautiful. Like, I want to be just like you. And I'm like, you want to be just like me? Like, you don't even know me. You know, you yeah. know what I am like on Instagram, but like, you don't truly know like the ins and outs of like how I am like, whatever. You don't know these different things about me. So I think I have to like use that in every way. I don't, I can't just say, oh, these people don't know me, but people who say great things, they know me, you know? <laughs> right. Cherry pick what we want to listen exactly. to. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, you kind of hit on this a little bit, but I for anybody that's listening to this, that maybe they don't have an onslaught of People Magazine comments that are like, you're shawful and suck, whatever. But maybe they get like one comment or, or a few on a post that really cuts deep. Do you have any advice on in that moment? Obviously, yes, it does get easier over time. But like for that first one that really cuts deep, what do you recommend doing? Like immediately if you see that comment and read it, what would you recommend doing? I will say, I think it depends on the type of personality you have. Lindsay, I've seen you before, like comment back to people with like really great, like comebacks. And I don't mean that like there's super, I don't mean that like it's a sassy comeback. I mean, like you do say it very well. And like, you're very respectful in the way you comment back to people. Oh, you mean like my legitimate, like legitimate, not my like troll comments? Okay. Well, <laughs> troll comments, but also sometimes with troll comments, you do, I've seen you like respond back and you say what you need to say, but you also still stay respectful of the people, you know, whoever they are. And well, I that's think- a very nice view of me. Thank you. <laughs> I feel like sometimes I'm like a mouthy person. I would never respond to someone and that's just how I am. Like, I'm, I don't want to play with fire, you know? Like, I'm just yeah. kind of, I'm a more like, I've always been more shy, more private, more, you know, like non confrontational, I guess. Like, I'm a very blunt and honest person, but I'm not like gonna go say my opinions to anyone, you know? And right. so I think for me, I've always just went, like, when I first started getting comments, like, I think 
talking about it really helps like telling your mom or your sister or your friend like listen to what someone commented about me because when you keep it in your head it starts to build like maybe I am you know but the second that you say it to a friend or your mom or your husband like they can automatically see back that's so stupid like you that is not who you are like you are not like that you are you're you do not look high ever you know like (laughs) this like being like having someone else speak into that can help you um when it does come back to your mind like no remember what they said they said that that's not true and they know me you know and so I think just like having other people speak into you could really help um and if you feel like the thing that you need to do is write back to them then do that you know like Sadie does not write back to anyone but her husband will go on her page and write back to every troll on Wait, her, as her? page. No, or as him? on his page. Like, if someone <laughs> comments about Sadie, Christian will get on his account, go on there and comment about them. Not always, but when he feels particularly offended by their comments. Christian I love will that say for him. Back. <laughs> that is amazing. That's just the way he is. Sadie would yeah. never do that. But Christian, that's just his personality. So I think, obviously, um, like, do what feels best for you. and. Um, don't be rude, but be respectful and be nice. And like, if you need to say something back and you feel like that's what you need to move forward, then do it. But if not, just have someone speak into you and tell you that's not true. Mm, That's so good. Calling all entrepreneurs. Are you ready for a biz boost in 2022? Tired of feeling alone or struggling to figure out this whole entrepreneur thing by yourself? Well, great, because we have your solution. We are hosting an in-person business conference in Nashville, Tennessee on April 25th through 28th, 2022. And this isn't your traditional boring corporate like conference either. I mean, do you even know Evie and I? (laughs) Yes, the Heart Conference is a place for creative business owners and dreamers of all kinds to come together, experience community, learn business and marketing strategies that will help you grow and scale your business all while having the friggin' best time of your life. So get ready to be empowered in your business and life so you can go out and break down every barrier that is holding you back from achieving your goals. All right, and listen to our speaker lineup. Legit. All right, we have Jordan Lee Dooley, Paige Griffith of The Legal Page, Zim Flores, Angie Lee, as well as Lindsay and myself, and our keynote speaker, Donald Miller of freaking StoryBrand. Like, yes. Yeah. So basically, are you like ready to explode your business and build community in just three days? Because if so, it's time to learn some hardcore marketing and sales strategies that will grow your business beyond what you could ever imagine. Get paid to do what you love, speak to the heart of your ideal client, nip that feeling of loneliness in the bud, connect with a community of like-minded creative entrepreneur besties, receive over 12 hours of hardcore business education, dance your pants off at our heart dance party, and listen to seven industry leaders teach you everything they know. Yeah, it's a lot in just three days. Buzz gonna be good. (laughs) If you are ready to give your business a jumpstart in 2022 and lead in your business empowered, come join us at the Heart Conference. You can find out more at theheartuniversity.com forward slash conference. Photographers, listen up. Do you struggle with editing in Lightroom? Are you confused as heck about organizing catalogs, backing up your images, calling takes you actual ages, and editing as a whole just leaves you feeling discouraged and frustrated and maybe bored too? If that is you, consider us a Santa on Christmas morning because we have a completely free Lightroom challenge for you that walks you through everything we just mentioned, including a bunch of tricks and hacks that make editing in Lightroom a million times easier and faster. 
The challenge includes five videos, roughly 30 to 50 minutes each, of Evie and I tackling some of the trickiest topics on editing and teaching you exactly how we use Lightroom to edit drool-worthy photos. We cover our favorite tools within Lightroom that will change your editing game, and we teach you how we import Cole, upload, backup, and catalog our photos in a way that is efficient, fast, and reliable. You don't want to miss this challenge, my friend. And if your editing needs a refresh and you just want to know how we edit our photos, this is the place to be. Sign up and join the challenge at theheartuniversity.com forward slash challenge. One more time, that's theheartuniversity.com forward slash challenge. And we can't wait to see you there. I think something to just like tag on to that Something that I do, I don't know if Lindsay does this, I will take my, if if I have a, a hate comment or even just an unnecessarily like assumptive or aggressive comment. Or, that, like a pointed comment? Yeah, or like somebody's like making an assumption like a little aggressively about me or, you know, something and like asking a question that I'm like, okay, where did that even assumption even come from? You know, something like that. And I do, in that moment, I'm like, I need to respond. Because sometimes I have those moments. I'm very much a little bit more like you, Bella, of like, I would rather ignore the comments. Like, mm-hmm. I, it's not worth my time. I don't care. I don't want to, you know, give them any fuel on their fire. I just, it's, I don't want to spend any of my energy, like, dwelling on what they said, anything. But there are moments when I'm like, okay, I want to respond to this. I always... like force myself in those moments to take time, like a a few hours, a day to go spend time with the Lord and process, you know, what I'm feeling with the Lord, especially if it like really cut or hurt um, to process it with a friend. I love that you said that, Bella. I've never actually thought consciously of how helpful that can be to like Mm. get it Mm -hmm. out and not let that just like sit in in hiding of like your heart and your mind and have somebody else speak truth into it. So good. I will say too, another tactic, like my mom deletes a comment and like, she yeah. goes like, why don't you just delete that? I'm like, I'm not deleting that. Like I'll let that stay. Cause a lot of times I'll tell you, if you let it stay, your followers and fans will come back at that person. You don't have to yeah. do anything. Like a lot of that's true. <laughs> that's true. You just sit there, you know, like, oh, that's the, so and that's true. Thing, like, my mom will delete the comments and that really helps her because she's like, then I don't have to see it. It's gone. No yeah. one else is seeing it. It's over. Yeah. You know, someone totally just being stupid and posting those. And now I just delete it and I get to move forward. Everyone else gets to move forward, you know? Yeah. But yeah. Um, so if that, helps you move forward in it then that's a great tactic too I think just like it takes time to see what like I think how you're going to respond to it and like for me the way I respond is a lot of times I literally will be with my sister if I see it and I'll just be like look at what someone said and my yeah. sister will be like that is so not true you know <laughs> yeah and then it's over for me you know yeah, yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's what me and Evie do too. We will like, screenshot and text each other and be like, LOL, look at this. <laughs> but I also like, Bella, that you said like, hey, my mom deletes them because I think people forget like your page. I mean, no, we are not Mark Zuckerberg. We don't own it. But however, mm-hmm. like we get to set that boundary of what yeah. we allow and what is acceptable to us to come into our space. And yeah. like everybody, I think that's just like a really good takeaway is like if some if somebody is coming at you and, and it's abusive or or just slanderous and, and it's just like uncalled for, like you have the authority to be like, good day, sir or ma'am. Yeah. You do not get a space to speak on my page to yeah. like my audience. No, oh, yeah. Uh-uh. I will also block people. And, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My sister does that too. She blocks everyone. My yeah. sister will go through her like messages and every single, 
like comment that's like like a lot of them are like weird like I don't know like hacker things and she's yeah block 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 yeah me too (laughs) and um I think too it's like um okay this is a moment where I'm losing my train of thought no you're Um, good yeah I just lost my train of thought I was gonna say something what Evie, you just said something I was going to respond to. Blocking? Was that what you said? I said blocking. Lindsay was talking about they don't have space on your page. Good day, sir. that's what I was going to say. Yeah. I think that's one thing, too. It's like Lindsay actually posted something the other day that really, really encouraged me. Um, I actually have been in a very... um, Never happened to me before, but all of a sudden in the past month or so, I've lost like 8,000 followers. And I don't know what has happened. Like, I truly don't know what I've been doing different. Was it a bot clean out? I don't know. I have no idea what happened. But so I think too, honestly, what my theory has been is like, I gained so many ridiculous followers when I got married and it was everywhere, Mm. you know? And I think that a lot of people didn't even know who I was just. I don't know, saw my wedding and wanted to, you know, follow it. So by my just been like, people are probably just, finally realizing they have no idea who I am or why they're following right. me, you know? It's and, like, oh, pretty people magazine wedding. Yeah. I'll follow that. And then later they're like, wait, who is this I'm following? Um, anyways, but I also did this big like art campaign thing this year. Um, I, I did some like photo shoots for my book all about my book and all of them were focused towards greenery and um, all of them were like a form of art that me and one of my friends who's starts were doing. And so we did all these photo shoots and I'm not kidding you. Like I was getting a certain amount of likes and stuff. And all of a sudden, like right when I started that posting that style photos, I was losing followers like crazy. And like a lot of like Christian women were saying like, you're glorifying yourself, like, and all this stuff, like, you used to post family stuff and all of a sudden now it's all about you and like stuff like that. And, um, that really kind of like, I kind of got really down about, um, Instagram during that time. Cause I was just like, I don't even want to do this anymore. Like everyone's just like unfollowing me, not liking because of this and like all this stuff. And now that people are not liking, I feel like the algorithm has screwed me. Cause now they're mad because I'm not getting likes and all this stuff. And I was just getting mm-hmm. in like such a spiral. And Lindsay posted something about, saying that like sometimes like people unfollowing you has nothing to do with you and like everything to do with them and like I think you got a message on Instagram saying like for a while it's hard for me to follow you because I wanted what you had and like now like I'm back and realized like I can follow you now like I healed from that and everything and like you posted that like a lot of times like people's unfollowing you or whatever it is may not have anything to do with you um, and that's really helped me during this time of like kind of feeling like I'm on down end, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you first of all for bringing that up, and and I'm glad that that touched you. That's awesome. But I think that's so true that like we forget that unfollowers or un- I mean, obviously, like everyone wants followers on the gram. Everyone wants more followers. It's what everyone's chasing. And so it's like when we lose, it feels like it's a personal attack of like, oh, I posted something wrong. And like more often than not, I mean, maybe maybe you did post something that someone doesn't drive with, but you would, I at least me, and like I would rather have somebody not drive with it and leave quietly, like don't announce it because that's whatever. <laughs> that's another story. Uh, but like leave I versus- I you, by the way. Yeah, well- Those <laughs> are the best DMs, like, I've unfollowed you, by the way. Right, yeah, right. <laughs> it's like, thank okay. you for announcing that. Okay, but 
I, I think that's so like good to remember that people unfollowing like more likely than not has to do with them versus you and mm-hmm. like to not take that personal. Although if you lost 8,000 in a row based on your follower account, I bet you anything. And unless you posted like something that was just like very off the wall from what you normally post, I bet you anything. It was like a bot. Uh, like Instagram sometimes cleans out bots, which really mm-hmm. I think helps your engagement. Well, anyways, I'm getting off topic. <laughs> well, I brought us off topic with that, but... <laughs> Yeah, I, feel like no, I, I had love- to say that because that really helped me. And I kept thinking, like, I need to tell her that that helped me. And so then today I was like, I'm, I'm just going to find a way to bring it up because... Oh, that's amazing. Well, no, this goes so well with our topic. And yeah. like y'all's account too. Like, I don't follow um, you, Abby, but Lindsay, your account, like, has encouraged me so much. Just in, like, even just, like, trying. I think, like, sometimes I fall in this, like, weird in-between of, like, I'm an influencer and so, and people want to like, want me to influence them. And also like, I'm a public figure and people are just following me to see what my it's like, you know? And yeah. so sometimes I fall in this awkward, like, do I really try on Instagram and like, try to like, share everything? Or do I just post what I want to, you know? And your account has really encouraged me to like, like share and like talk more on social media and like really share more. I guess not just like share about my life, but like share my personality and like share more, I guess. And I feel like it's made me a lot more confident. Used to, I literally, you could ask my mom the first time I ever had to post an ad. I cried (laughs) for three days because I was so embarrassed about it. I did not want to post a video of me talking. And I was so embarrassed. I literally sat on my phone for like three hours and blocked all my friends from seeing my story because I was like, no one can see this video. I'm so embarrassed. I have to post an ad. Like it was so embarrassing to me. And now, right. well, like, it's because like you're you're almost like getting embarrassed because you have a high follower account by default almost because of the show, mm-hmm. and then feeling like oh well now I'm just following along in like the influencer track. And I just was embarrassed to like talk on video. Like I hated my voice for a while. I told all the companies I would work with, I will not post a video of me talking on my story. <laughs> I won't. I will only post photos. That was like, I was so embarrassed. I don't know why. And like following you, Lindsay, and other influencers who like just share everyday life, like talk just about what they're doing and funny things in life. I think that's really like strengthened my confidence a lot. Well, thank you for sharing that. I'm just going to even turn into a sob fest over here. <laughs> Abby can take over. I'm just also, like, I'm okay. in your book club, so I'm your number one fan, Lindsay. You're in my book club? Shut yes. up. Yes. You are not. I am. I, I granted, what? I have not finished February's book, but I finished January's so book in like a day. Well, well, it's because it's a good book. Okay, we're getting off track. But <laughs> wow, well, I did not know that. Thank you. You rock, first of all. <laughs> No, seriously, thank you so much for sharing that. Like, that's literally, like, I mean, both Evie and I, like, that's our heart behind, like, everything that we do online with the heart, like, with, like, our own accounts is just to encourage and inspire others. And I also think it's really encouraging, probably for somebody with, like, a low follower count to hear you say that. Because I think people think, like, oh, just because somebody has a high follower count means that, like, they always have it all together. Like, they're, they have a high follower count for a reason. And it's because, like, they are always put together and they always know what to say and they're awesome. Not that you're not awesome if you don't have a high follower account, but I think it's really encouraging to hear you say like, I don't know what to post. I cried when I had to post my first ad. Like that's so freaking relatable. 
Mm-hmm. Sorry, I just like stopped the sentence. I, just felt like- <laughs> I was expecting you to continue, but that's I great. <laughs> My bad. Oh, I love and that. that. Was the thing too, like I had to realize like with posting stories and like talking on videos and stuff, like I was like, how to tell myself like, this is actually good for me. Like I'm actually like, like supporting my lifestyle this is actually work for me you know and like I'm actually like helping myself by doing this this isn't Mm -hmm. like oh I have to do this you know like I wanted I chose to be an influencer I didn't just I mean I kind of fell into it but I didn't just fall into it I could just have followers and not do anything about it you know but like the way that like I've like Instagram has been able to support my lifestyle and um me and my husband in an awesome way like has been really a blessing to me and um that's one thing I realized early on I think and I'm glad I came to that realization before I just shut off forever. Oh, I love that. Bella, can we talk for a second about when it comes to being in, you know, the public eye or having people watch you? And this can be, you know, whether you have a million followers or a hundred followers. Like I feel like we all feel this pressure of, you know, their eyes on us. People are going to be judging us. People are, you know, like you were saying when you posted the ad, like blocking all of your friends because you're like, I don't want them to judge me. Like we all feel that sense of, okay, what are other going to other people going to think? We all have those thoughts. Um, for you, you and like your family as a whole have stayed very true to not only yourselves as like individuals, but also to your faith. And I, Lindsay and I get this a lot because we are very, very open about like our faith on all the platforms, all the things. Um, It's people are always wondering, you know, that's challenging. It can be tough to be just like bold and blatant about the Lord in a loving and welcoming way and not, you know, how do you navigate it? All of that. So do you like, have thoughts on that? Like what's been the biggest challenge for you in that? What would you say to the person, the listener who's, you know, tuning into this episode and wanting to talk more about their faith, but worrying about judgment from people or scaring off clients or customers or followers or anything like that? I know I also just dumped a million things at you, so I'm sorry for that. (laughs) Um, I think that I didn't before. I used to like share so much about my faith and like it was just it's so much a part of my life that it bleeds into everything I do you know like I can't like sometimes I'm like I can't post and thought not say like thank you Jesus for this you know like Mm -hmm. I is in every part of my life and so like there's really not a way to like um hide it I feel like yeah but um when I came out with my book this past year it was a big um turning point I think for me because my book was not um a necessarily a Christian book now it wasn't um not Christian but it wasn't a like Christian book and I really didn't want it to be I um particularly was like I want this book to like reach everyone and like not and because it was not about that it was about like heartbreak and love and like that's what my book was about. And I didn't want to um, steal from that. I didn't yeah. want to steal like people who don't believe from reading it, you know? Mm-hmm. So I uh, like didn't make it a Christian book. And um, I was so worried about the people who read my book and I didn't want 
like I said, I didn't want it to steal from that. So I got really like weird about posting uh, face stuff on social media. And it kind of just like freaked me out. Like, what if I post all this and then no one reads my book? Like I got so worried about it for no reason, because I, I mean, I know who I am and I know what I believe and like what I believe um, I'm really strong. in. so for a few months I did struggle with that. I was just like, if I post this, what if people unfollow me? If I post this, what if people won't read it? Or if I don't post this, what if more people, you know? And so that was probably the hardest time going through that was just like worried. Um, that was the most time I've ever worried what people thought of me for being um, a person of faith. But after that, I think it gave me so much more um, reason to post because I was like, my book is bringing in probably so many people who don't believe to my social media and like whether they read my book or whether if they read my book, whether they're a Christian or not, if they like liked it and want to follow me now they can find, you know, who I really am mm. and like my faith. But like, while mm. my book is not, I still am a person of faith, whether my book is, is a Christian book or not, I still am a Christian and like, so whether people follow me or not, like I will always say who I am. Mm-hmm. And so that's something I think that was probably the hardest, but now I feel like I've gotten through that. And now I'm really proud uh, of my book and how it's done and like who I feel like it's brought to me and who it's going to bring to me. And like, I have a lot of like excitement for the future that like my book is going to meet people who may wouldn't have found me otherwise or may wouldn't have followed me anyway because they aren't a believer and didn't want to follow me because of that. But I want my book to meet people where they are and then bring people um, in to maybe see that like just because I'm a Christian doesn't mean I don't understand um, how like heartbreak just because I'm a Christian Mm. doesn't mean I don't, I don't, I didn't feel the same way as you in high school when I've had my first love, you know? And so yeah. um, I think that's something I'm really proud of. That's awesome. Well, I, I love that you kind of broke that down because I think that's really relatable to a lot of believers out there that it you don't have to just create, if you're in business, you don't have to be a Christian business. If you're, if you're creating a product, it doesn't have to be a Bible study. Like you don't yeah. have to work in a church to be a Christian. You can go out into your sphere of life, create and use the step, the talents and skills that God's given you to create something that might not have a Christian label attached to it, but that does not make you any less of a Christian for creating it. I yeah. feel like we could go off on a whole or, tangent or your work that. any less powerful or full of the Holy Spirit. Like you don't have to mm. overtly say yeah. God in order for like Bella, you're writing in that book to convey the truth of scripture because you were walking with God as you wrote that book, as you walked through those life seasons, as you had those thoughts. Like, like it doesn't have to say, and God is king of the world (laughs) in order to have power behind those words. Yeah. And I like what you said about the fact that like, because it doesn't have a Christian label attached to it, it could go out and maybe impact someone or bring someone into your community that isn't a believer. And then they see you walking with the Lord or they see like, oh wait, she talks about God. Like, wait, what's this? And then they get impacted that way. For sure. And so many, I've gotten like countless of this, like, I mean, most, heartbreaking but sweetest messages from people or reviews of my book saying that they read my book and it was the first time they ever feel like someone understood you know and like that's exactly my heart and everything I do is like I want I 
knew how hard it was um, when I was going through that season and dealing with heartbreak. And like, I know what it feels like. And I felt like no one understood, you know? Mm. And so um, that's kind of the voice I want to be to others. Um, And a lot of people have um, sent me a lot of kind messages um, after my book came out about being understood. And that has really um, impacted me and made me want to like keep sharing more about it all. And so that's something I'm really excited about. That is amazing. Well, Bella, you have been a joy to talk to. And I just like love hearing your story. I think it's really relatable um, to a lot of people or inspirational to other people that that are just hearing you talk and feeling like different insecurities or different stories that like a lot of people can relate to. So thank you for coming on the show and and sharing and being vulnerable and sharing just like super good advice and wisdom with our listeners. For anybody that's listening to this and wants to follow you, get your book, what's it called? Like where can they find you? Yeah, um, I my main platform is Instagram. That's really where I share the most of my content. I don't really share... I don't really use any other social media. So my Instagram is Bella Rob Mayo and um, my book is under Bella Mayo and it's called My Greenhouse. It's anywhere books are sold. It's at Target. It's about a million. It's anywhere books are sold. It's on Amazon. So um, yeah, I would love for you to read it if you're interested and especially if you've gone through heartbreak recently. Um, and I think it really um, connects in an emotional way. Oh, so good. Bella, thank you so much for being here. This was such a powerful and beautiful conversation. Thank you for having me. 